Hey everybody, this is Christopher Talon, your host of Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people by creative people. And today I was really excited. I got to interview two guys who've had me on their podcast twice. Uh, one of them is my producer, Jason Teary. Say hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> and uh, then his partner in crime is Ben Crocker. Um, we were all together today, not in studio because of, uh, obviously, the coronavirus scare. We're practicing our uh, social distancing. And Jason's holding down the studio, and Ben and I tuned in remotely with our computers. So if you're wondering why the audio doesn't sound perfect and crisp like it did in the first episode... It's because I'm at home on my computer. Um, but uh, yeah, in these strange and weird times, we're keeping the podcast going as best we can. Uh, Jason doing the same with all his plethora of podcasts that he's involved with. Um, and uh, this podcast, it's just for people that are into podcasts, whether you want to start one or not. Uh, this is, you know, this is how the sausage gets made. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. I had fun talking with you, Jason and uh, and Ben. Hopefully, you guys <laughs> were able to suffer through me. Okay. Yeah. No, it was fun. I enjoy it, and uh, I love talking about podcasting. So. Yeah, and it shows. This was a long one today, at least by my standards. So. Uh, yeah. Enjoy that. Uh, enjoy that background music. You're welcome. I did all that. So that's that's my uh, claim to being a creative person. Jason is does like 50 podcasts that's his claim uh amongst other things yeah so, just real uh, quick i love that song chris it's very catchy when i'm editing and and screwing around with it for the next three hours that jingle like i can't think of it now um but that jingle at the beginning before you start singing is ingrained in my head so whatever you did you did a good job yeah well thanks man i tried back when i used to actually have the time to do stuff like that um yeah, so enjoy the song, enjoy the podcast, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people, by creative people. I'm joined by Jason Teary and Ben Craker of multiple podcasts. Hey, fellas. Hello. It's Crocker. You know. I figured Jason would correct you. Oh, well. No start again. That's No, that's fine. We'll just keep <laughs> going. Um, because I've now said both of your guys' last names incorrectly uh, to other people and to your faces. So hey, now we're, we're, on, we're all on even footing. Um, uh, Got to get that stupid thing up there. There we go. Um, so, guys, I wanted to talk to you guys because... Uh, well, this is a podcast, so I can learn a lot from you guys by asking these questions. But I also want to put out there for people that are thinking like, oh, man, I kind of want to start a podcast. There's a lot more that goes into it than I was aware of. Um, before we get into all of that, I just kind of want to know, how did you guys each individually get interested in podcasts and then podcasting? Um, ben, can you go first? All right. Well, I initially got introduced to the world of podcasting by listening. I was an avid listener, have been for many years, but uh, if there's one memory that sticks out about listening to podcasts, it would be uh, moving from Oregon to Michigan and driving a big yellow Penske truck uh, full of our 
earthly belongings and it can get pretty boring behind the wheel and it's a long drive. So I uh, tuned into a bunch of NPR podcasts and uh, that's kind of what stands out as like the first time that I fully engaged in podcasting and uh, listening at least. And um, yeah, and as far as creating content for a podcast, it was when I met Jason that uh, that's kind of the basis for our relationship getting started in the first place, our friendship. It began around the GR Rideshare Adventures podcast. He was starting one and uh, about rideshare driving and needed some um, additional guests to keep it moving. So I saw his post on Facebook and I was like, all right, let's do it. I'm open. Oh, so you guys didn't know each other really at all before that? Nope. Nope. And I showed up to his house and we... (laughs) You say that again, Ben, you cut out. Yeah, you dropped out just for a second. Uh, I said we... uh, The first time I met Jason, we met at his house and went in his basement and recorded. I promise I didn't touch him. (laughs) Well... Yeah, you didn't have the audio, or, or sorry, not the video from those days, probably then either, did you? Nope. We would just nope. uh, audio, just USB mic, and uh, I think the first, first one I was by myself. The second one, I think there was one mic in the room, and we just and had, we shared. We shared. <laughs> did you guys like both kind of like saddle up next to it, or did you actually like pass it back and forth? Oh no, we just cuddle up real close to that <laughs> microphone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was a okay. big that was a big leap for Ben, especially not knowing me and then just posting it on Facebook, um, yeah. coming into my house and in my basement. Does anybody <laughs> want to play with my toys in my basement with me? Um, <laughs> well, how about you, Jason? Uh, what got you into podcasts, and then what was the moment where you're like, I want to do this? Yeah, I've been listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, like I'm sure everyone says, for years and years mm-hmm. and years. Um, I don't even know initially how I got started on podcasts, but I, I, um, as you guys know, I work by myself in the summer doing lawn fertilization. So gosh, I mean, you can only listen to the same hundred songs, you know, or Pandora or Spotify or whatever. I don't even think Spotify was around when I started listening to podcasts, but, um, so I was like, I need more in my life. And so, yeah, I just started listening to podcasts and uh, it was Joe Rogan. Um, it was Free Beer and Hot Wings back in the day when Zane was there. I definitely listened to that one, too. Um, mm. But then I just be like, ah, oh, man, I would love to have my own podcast because I love to talk. I, I found myself listening to podcasts and uh, like talking back to them. Um, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. And uh, what, what's really cool about podcasts, which I was drawn to, you, you feel like you know them. Like if I if I had seen Joe Rogan in the street, I would know everything about him, you know, and you'd yeah. like run up to him and shake his hand and not be like a super fan, be like, Oh man, that story about such and such. You know, you just feel like you, you know them as people. And I mean, he right. podcasts for three hours at a, at a time. So, but yeah, it slowly just trickled into, um, you know, as Ben knows probably more than you, Chris is I love hobbies. I mean, I've been a beekeeper. I've played the drums, um, you know, this is probably the longest I've ever gone with something as far as a hobby. I'm pretty proud of myself, honestly. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And and then we kind of went from there. That was what, Ben, that would probably be 
January of 18 when him and I kind of started yes. doing it. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, then I must have jumped in on the, the Threads bandwagon fairly early on because GR Rideshare was January 2018. When did Threads begin? June of 2018. Okay. So we did about five months and then we were just kind of like, you know, it'd be fun to start something else. That was Jason's yeah. great idea. I, I'm yeah, glad. And... I'm super glad we did. I would love to start more, but it, um, it's just, <laughs> well, I got a lot of time now, but right, it's it's a big commitment. Um, yeah. One nice thing about helping Chris out, like he takes care of all the posting and all that stuff. I just send him the file and that's been pretty nice to uh, to do that. Uh, just yeah. uh, here you go. You put it up when you want to put it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I try to relieve as much burden as I can because I know your wife probably doesn't want you doing any more for other people's shows than you have to. <laughs> well, you know, a sidebar on that. We I am looking for a studio um, to <clears throat> to expand the business of production um really yeah i'm looking for a space not actual a studio that's specific for podcasting but an actual space <clears throat> that i can rent on a monthly basis that i can say all right meet me at the studio at at 9 p.m and we'll record and and do it from there that yeah. way because you know megan doesn't want people coming down in the house which i get it like i'm at my limit of what who she's yeah, gonna allow more people into the house. So I'll do, yeah. I'm having to warn every guest about the short stairs. <laughs> First world problems, right? <laughs> um, We've only had one guest fall. Yeah. Oh, so. was it was it bad or was it just kind of like oops? It was oops, and I I I think they were just awkward, you know, because yeah. you know, like it's someone else's house and you wipe out, so. Yeah, <laughs> I want to ask you who it was, but we can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Just to kind of answer my own question, I think I probably got into podcasting from Joe Rogan. Also, is probably the first podcast I listen to regularly. But I started listening to it on YouTube. Oh wow! And then it, it, yeah, and I would kind of you know do dishes fold laundry and with a you know like at the computer in front of me or something while the kids were doing something on a tablet um but yeah then i got into the world of actually looking for podcasts at podcast places and i was like whoa there's like 18 podcasts for everything you could possibly ever think of <laughs> yep <laughs> so true which leads me to my next question how did you besides knowing you wanted to do podcasts because well first I guess I should say too to the people that don't already know, you guys had the GR Rideshare uh, Adventures podcast, right? Mm -hmm. um, that started it all. Then you guys did Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered. Uh, then Ben, you've got—is it the root of all Ben? It is, and it the is root the root of all nothing right now. <laughs> I haven't recorded many episodes lately, but uh, given current circumstances, I probably will pick that back up. Yeah, so that's three shows that you guys are on, and then Jason also produces two others. So, um, five shows between between all of, you know the two of you collectively. When you were sitting down to say, "Okay, I want to do a podcast," was that first one? Was it pretty easy to go? Oh, rideshare, yeah. 
or did you go, okay, I've, I've got to write some ideas down, think about this, and figure out what's actually going to be good to do week after week? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, you know, our our thought between Ben and I, Ben, surprisingly, would rather just hit record um, instead of planning something out. And he's really good on his feet. I'm a good... Um, when people are talking, like jumping in and giving my, you know, two cents or yeah. whatever. But Ben's really good at just being like having these thoughtful answers. But um, I think Rideshare was just passionate for both of us and we really mm -hmm. enjoyed doing it. And, um, I, you know, there was never a, not a lot to talk about except this Wednesday. Oh, I don't know. This is coming out, but we're low on content because. Uh, there's not much rideshare going on, but we're just going to yeah. do it anyways and see what happens. But, uh, but yeah, I think um, I don't think uh, you know as as for me that there wasn't a. It was really easy to come up with content, and um, we kind of planned it out. And it's been it's kind of grown in in a way, but now it's pretty pretty easy. We just throw stuff in what we need to, and and just hit record. So yeah. So then threads was kind of born out of the gr rideshare you guys became close said okay we want to do another one that's a little bit more personal um is it was was that where you were kind of going with that or did you just know you wanted to do another one and you shot ideas back and forth till something stuck yeah um so as we were doing the gr rideshare podcast jason and i just started noticing that we clicked on a number of levels beyond just rideshare driving. Uh, we were both passionate about uh, being the best dads we could be. We were both passionate about um, just living life honestly and not holding up this, this false image that we so often see on Facebook and whatnot. So we met at Graydon's Crossing, which is a local bar here in town, one of my favorites. And uh, had dinner and Jason's like, we should do another podcast. And so I was like, okay, well, what's it going to be about? And I think his answer was life. I was like, oh, okay. That's pretty specific. <laughs> <laughs> so we just proceeded to just kind of drill down, you know, what does this look like? What are, what's our goal? What's the objective? Yeah. And from that dinner meeting is initially where we, kind of hashed out the framework for um, what we wanted it to be about. So in, to, to go on that, if anyone's uh, listening um, and wants to start a podcast, I would encourage you to find, I always either say everyone, it's tomato or tomato, but niche or niche um, before you create um, your podcast. Now, I'm not saying Threads doesn't have that. But it's it, it is kind of broad and it is tough to market a little bit in regards to well Jason, turn your freaking phone off. Um, <laughs> what am I a rookie, part timer? Right. Um, yeah, it's tough to you know the ride share is easy, right? It's got its niche. You know, I know where to go. I know where to you know advertise to people. I know where to sh what groups to share it in on Facebook. But with like threads, it's like. Hmm, do we share it in dad groups? Do we share it in, um, 
adopted family groups, you know, because Ben has adopted mm-hmm. kids. Like, it's just kind of hard yeah. where to go with it. So my only advice is to really think about it, um, what you want to do and what you're passionate about. I mean, if you're passionate about uh, honeybees, then, yeah, that's super niche. And you're going to, you know, be able to to distribute that well and gain a big following. So that's yeah. my only thought on that. Well, I want to piggyback on that a little bit, too. Um, I was thinking about the... Uh, you're going to have to tell me the woman's name, uh, Andy's mom. Yeah. Andy's Marcy. Mom? Marcy. Marcy. Yeah. Um, passion can mean a lot of things too. Um, because Marcy, uh, for anyone who hasn't listened to that episode of threads podcast life unfiltered, which you should, um, Marcy lost her son and was trying to find, um, more or less kind of like a place to like share her grief, I guess with a, mm-hmm. with a community didn't see anything online and was like, well, I'll start a podcast there. So like, I mean, it's kind of weird to say like, try to jump in and find a good market in and like, you know, combine it with the awful experience that she had. But like, um, that is a good example of, you know, find something that, you know, whether it's something that you love or it's something that, you know, is passionate in kind of a different way. Um, and you can make, make that work. You kind of got to look at what your goal is. If you just want to record and you don't want to, I mean, if you're not looking to grow it or um, you're just looking for an outlet, yeah, it doesn't really matter. You just do what you want to do. But if you want to grow it um, to make it become something, I mean, of course, Ben and I would love if it blew up and, like, we could quit our jobs. (laughs) You know what I mean? That would be super sweet. I love podcasting. It's super fun. But, um so I guess I should throw that out there. If you're, if you're not looking to, if you're not worried about numbers or you're not looking to grow, then do whatever you want. But if you are going to make sure you really think about it before you create like Chris, you know, him and I went through like the logos and the name yeah. and the tagline, like that's all super important. Cause once you start growing it and then it's tough to change, it's doable, but it's tough to change once you have like 50 episodes in. Yep. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, okay. I want to backtrack just a little bit because this is something I do with, um, all my guests so far before we get into the meat of what it is that you do now, I kind of want to go back and talk about, um, I like to ask people, what were you like when you were a student in like middle school, high school? So Ben, uh, I'm kind of curious what, uh, what kind of guy were you in high school? What kind of group did you run with? Or, you know, how would you have described 18-year-old, 17-year-old Ben. Yeah. Uh, let's see. High school was, um, you know, I think back to movies like The Breakfast Club. And as I, you know, try to figure out who I was, that movie comes to mind. I was kind of one of each of those people. Um, I had friends that were the, um, the super nerdy type. I had friends that were the super preppy type. I had friends that were... Uh, kind of on the fringe of the school. So in high school, I for sure was kind of all of the above and kind of just had friends of all different social backgrounds and popularity levels and whatnot. So I would call myself a social drifter in high school. Um, In middle school, though, it was very different. I was very much the uh, loner or outcast almost. I went to a small Christian middle school and um, my experience was not great there. 
it's something that we've unpacked on some early episodes of threads but uh yeah. it was it was not it was not great <laughs> so uh after middle school was just such a shit show <laughs> i was so excited about starting over in a public high school and very much uh, took advantage of the multiple different types of people that were now part of the school and not just the rich preppy white kids that were at right. the Christian school. So, um, so yeah, I definitely loved that aspect of high school, just the variety of people that I was able to um, hang out with. Yeah. Nothing against rich preppy white people. There's a lot of nice rich preppy white people, but yeah, it's kind of nice to have some diversity too. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, the kids were just at the Christian middle school. They were just um, vicious. Like, really, I was not. Uh, I was. I was out of place there. Um, I came from a a working middle class home. Mm -hmm. My parents really sacrificed and struggled to send me to that Christian school, and I just didn't fit. I was not your typical preppy kid. Well, let me ask you because. <clears throat> You sound like somebody who probably was fairly emotionally mature for your age back then. Did you feel the burden of the your parents like working really hard to send you there on top of everything else? Not not in the moment, no. I did okay. not really have an awareness of that until probably late high school is when yeah. I kind of started picking up on things. Okay. I'm just curious if that added to the the anxiety or if it was just all what happened once you got there. Yeah, it was just very much the experience. I didn't have much knowledge of, you know, the the pieces of what, what my parents were going through. What, excuse me, what my parents were going through to even send me there. Yeah. Yeah. Middle school, if I hadn't been in a band, then I probably would have hated middle. Oh, I hated middle school anyway, but like. <laughs> We were in a band, so we used to play at the dances, and people would come up to you afterwards, and girls would be like, oh, I saw you playing the drums. So that was kind of my my in in middle school, but otherwise, I didn't like it very much either. Um, how about you, Jason? What were you like, middle school, high school? Yeah, and if uh, obviously, you haven't listened to Threads. Um, the people are listening to this, but uh, I don't have a lot of memory of my childhood. I grew up pretty shitty, um, so yeah. I blocked a lot of that out. Um, but yeah, growing up, I grew up in, uh, a Christian home and supposedly a Christian home, um, mm. and went to Christian school and, um, Christian high school and everything. I didn't have that same experience. I actually hung out surprisingly, um, with a lot of, well, a lot of girls. Uh, most of my friends were girls. Um, I didn't, I still on, um, even at today, I'd much rather have friends that are girls. I don't know why. Not that I'm trying. It wasn't like a, a sexual thing. Like I wasn't trying to pick them up. I mean, there was a few I was trying right. to, but, well, but right. that's just normal. But yeah, I definitely um, uh, just communicated better with girls, which is weird. I don't know because you know I, my mom was my abuser, and um, I've struggled yeah. with relationship with women my whole life. So I'm not sure why I was drawn to girls. Maybe that's just all I knew, but. Um, yeah. maybe I was seeking out, trying to seek out the, the healthy relationship of the female. Uh, but, uh, but no, high yeah. school was okay. I mean, I, yeah, like I said, I kind of hung out with girls, played sports. I was like in this middle or in this in-between of like, I was kind of a jock, but I kind of wasn't because in my school yeah. there was no football. So if you played basketball, 
that was you were the number one and I didn't play basketball but like a lot of the basketball players ran track with me and I could beat them mm -hmm. so that was nice um, and then my sophomore year we started not we but uh, swimming was in, introduced to Unity Christian and it was a co-ed team and uh, so I swam for my uh, sophomore junior senior year so I, I missed I missed the com competition I'm super out of shape now but to, for you guys, maybe you would never believe this, but I was like 165 pounds and like ripped, and now I have a huge face and I'm a big boy because I like food. But uh, <laughs> but no, it was uh, it was okay. I, I again, I don't have a lot of memory of it. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. What about um, <clears throat> Ben? And then I'll ask you again, Jason. Uh, grades wise, were you? solid performer did you kind of struggle were you just kind of average student uh middle school i don't think i was super um well because i had so much other stuff going on in the background grades kind of didn't matter so much to me so i was right. probably an average student in middle school but then in high school um definitely had a good experience grades wise um you know i took AP psych in my senior year, mm. but a uh, senior skip day happened to also fall on AP test day. So even uh -huh. taking the entire AP class, I was dumb enough to skip class on the AP test day. You know what the so, funny part is? It doesn't even matter now. No one gives a shit. Like it's true. Yeah. Yeah. If you tell people you took AP in high school, they're like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I could have gone into college with a couple of credits under my belt, but Maybe. I didn't want to take the test. So skipping school on senior skip day was more important to me. Yeah. Well, you know, I've heard and getting a little off topic, but that's fine. I've heard people say that um, they took APs and then when they got to college, they're like, nope, sorry, it doesn't transfer here. Interesting. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But no, I'm, I'm I'm very glad that I took AP Psych. Um, my senior year was also the year that the Twin Towers were uh, struck on 9-11. Oh, yeah. that was a space that became like a safe haven for us in that class. So yeah. instead of talking just about psychology, we were actually living out, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through and looking at our textbook and reading through what we were feeling in that moment, basically. So it was like we had our textbook and we had to put that side by side with what was happening in our world at that time. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember because I was just one year out of high school and that happened. Um, so I was living in a dorm in the process of flunking out of Ferris State University. No, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I remember it was either a Tuesday or a Thursday because I had my first class didn't start until the afternoon. So I was asleep in the morning and somebody woke me up and was like, hey, two planes just hit the trade towers. Like, what? And like, I don't know. I got to go to class. See you later. Like, so that was that was my introduction to what had just happened. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was uh, to, put, to put it in perspective. I was seven years out of high school. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. We're we're elder millennials, and you're a what are you Gen X? Gen X, yeah. Gen X, yeah. Um. All right. So then, right out of school, what uh, 
what what did you do? Did you go to school? Did you do creative stuff on the side? Were you involved in creative jobs, uh, areas of study, anything like that? Um, well, you didn't ask about my grades. Um, oh, so. yeah, no, no. Tell me about your grades and then segue out of <laughs> so uh, what happens when you have an ADD host. Hello. <laughs> no, I uh, I was like a C student. I struggled big time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, then I went to community college for two years, got a two-year degree, and then didn't really do much with that, and then started my own lawn care business way back in the day, um, uh -huh. just cutting grass, you know, and then... Uh, and then, yeah, I did that for a while, got divorced, <laughs> uh, got remarried, ended up uh, doing some server jobs. I was a server. I got fired from everyone, famous days, not even open anymore. Got fired from there, got fired for Red, from Red Robin. Can I ask really? what for on some of these, or is it better we don't say? <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so I've never heard this story. Yeah, so... Yeah, I haven't. Some of the stuff you've said too, I haven't heard either. So it's kind of been interesting. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, as Ben knows, I have a really hard work ethic, and I, uh -huh. I've always had that. Even growing up, I had a paper route when I was fourteen. Bought my own moped the day <laughs> I turned fifteen for eight hundred dollars cash. Brand spanking new Honda Elite from the Ooh. from the dealer and everything. So I've had a big work ethic. So when I got in those servers server jobs, I was a little old. I was older than a lot of them, you know. Uh -huh. Um, and I didn't put up with people not doing their work. And so I just spoke my <laughs> mind and you know what that happens. You know, I called one, yeah. one girl, well, the last one at red Robin where I got fired and I actually opened that restaurant when it, when it first opened in Granville, um, Nolte, I had Nolte that weekend and I don't, I don't know that what was going on, but he was sick. And this girl was like, yeah, I'll, I'll stay for you, you know? And, and then uh, I did, like, all the work, like, her extra side work and all that other shit. Like, there was some deal we worked out. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. And she's like, oh, never mind. I don't want to do it anymore. And I was like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and, yeah, you can't say that. Like, you just can't say that. So, yeah, I got oh, fucked man. up. Yeah. Ben's like, that sounds like Jason. Totally. Um, yeah. I, I can see that. Driven and speaks his mind. I yeah. would say nope. that about you. Yeah, and has an anger issue that had not been addressed back then. So, um, so I've yeah. heard you say that, and I think that's amazing because I've, well, you know, we don't we don't really have passionate conversations a lot either. But I've I've only seen you get kind of like, ah, oh, come on, man, not like mad, mad. No, I mean it takes quite a bit to like really get me mad, mad. I get irritated. I, what I struggle with, and Ben can speak to this, is just the way my tone, just the way I talk to people sometimes. And sometimes I don't even realize I'm being a jerk. Um, and so. <laughs> so you have like resting bitch voice? Yes, yeah. that's great. He sure does. <laughs> so anyways, back to my story. So did lawn care and then ended up starting at True Green. God help us all. Uh, in 04 to 08, and then I've been with Weed and Feed ever since. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I can definitely pick up from that story that you're the kind of guy who, um, if he doesn't see something immediately going on that he likes, he'll just start it himself, which... Yeah, I do have an entrepreneur spirit, and that's kind of what's, like, keyed me up on to this, having a production company, just to yeah. be like, you know... Maybe I can do that in the winter. Maybe that can be my source of income instead of, you know, rideshare. Not that I don't like rideshare, but, you know, it can be a yeah. struggle. Oh, yeah, especially right now. 
Yeah. Um, well, how about you, Ben? What uh, what kind of stuff have you gotten into in the past and leading up to now that uh, kind of highlights your creativity? Sure. <laughs> oh, God bless you. <laughs> COVID-19. No, it's just allergy season. Um, well, creativity has kind of always been kind of my jam. Um, I think back to elementary school. I did Odyssey of the Mind, if anyone's mm. familiar with that. And, um, you know, when my peers were uh, doing sports and those types of competitions, I was doing the nerdy Odyssey of the Mind, building things out of balsa wood and um, <laughs> putting together cardboard um, vehicles. And, you know, it was just it was awesome. So creativity has always been kind of my um, my fallback. Like mm -hmm. when things are rough, get creative, you know. Um, so that comes to mind. And then, um, let's see. And then moving forward into college, I haven't spoken much to that yet. My, my, um, major was in youth ministry and the youth ministry professor at Cornerstone was all about creativity. In fact, in the years since I graduated, he started a separate program all about creativity so you can i don't know if you can major in it or what but it's become hmm. a major focus at the school and uh Don and that's within the religious studies department um i'm not sure what it falls under but uh don perini is the professor that kind of um helped me increase my passion for creativity in college hmm. so i did a lot of uh, multimedia stuff um whether it was slideshows or um, videos, things like that. I worked in the media production um, area at Cornerstone. This is back in the day when people actually put stuff on CDs and DVDs <laughs> and whatnot, all before our current setup. So I would spend my time working in the media lab, um, essentially taking people's projects, putting them onto discs and things like that. Mm -hmm. And also uh, renting out equipment so they could record, again, pre-smartphones. Um, so that was very much a part of my experience. So creativity has kind of always been my thing. Um, yeah. um, Did, uh, sorry, I wanted to just ask you while I'm still thinking about it. Um, all the, um, like the uh, multimedia stuff that you had done, do you feel like that lends itself pretty well into what you do with podcasting now or was that kind of a different animal because it was more visual no i think it definitely lends itself well um you know when i put together posts for threads um i have experience with visual stuff and mm, yeah you know it's pretty easy for me to throw something that looks nice together um in fact our one sponsor that we have I put together kind of an overview of Threads podcast and our listeners and stats and whatnot, mm -hmm. and uh, was really proud of that document that I created, and it helped us get our first sponsor. So, um, you know, creativity has kind of always been my my go to, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that uh, just to piggyback on that, Ben did a fantastic job with that. Um, I was super impressed with that. I, uh, I, not that I didn't think he could do it. And then I just was, <laughs> I was just shocked when he sent it to me. I'm like, holy crap, I would never have been able to done this. I mean, I could do it, but just to have the thought process of 
of what he did yeah. and how he laid it out. Um, uh, I'll just send it to you, Chris. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I I would like to see that because, uh, like I said, I'm a I'm a pretty big deal now. I've had some downloads in Canada, so <laughs> I I might need to I might need to get on top of that kind of stuff soon. Hashtag international. <laughs> oh, sorry if you couldn't see just now. I almost fell over laughing. Um. Uh. Okay. Well, I, I do want to talk about sponsors, but I want to get to that later because in a, in a linear progression of things, that's kind of one of the last things you need to worry about when you're actually putting a podcast together. Um, so if I don't circle around back to that, remind me at the end. Um, ADD. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what were we talking about? Um, one thing I did want to ask you guys too, before we start talking about the podcasts that you do now, um, if you had never gotten into podcasting, what would you do with all this time that you've put into podcasting? What do you think you would have been doing with it? Wow. Reading books. What, what <laughs> was that, Ben? Reading books? Yeah. I have not uh, I've not read a book in quite a while. <laughs> and that's different. I mean, reading was I always um, let's see, well, when I was in college, the the phrase I kept hearing was leaders are readers. So reading was definitely something that was important to me. And um, I've kind of let that go um, in order to focus on podcasting. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's a true statement. The, the leaders are readers. I don't read either. In fact, we, we, uh, I have a book from a guy that's a rideshare driver that is fiction, uh, but it's based on some of his um, – uh, real life stuff, and I've only been like halfway through it. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, what is he? Oh, the wealthy gardener. Oh yeah, you just had the guy on the show. Yeah. yeah. So we, did, we yeah. actually got a couple of books that I haven't read. But anyways, I'm terrible with that. I just, uh, I just fall asleep. Um, I won't take time to read. But I don't know, uh, Chris, what I'd be doing. I'd probably have another another hobby. Uh, <laughs> You'd probably perhaps. Say that again. You all talked at the same time. Oh, sorry. I said, or series of hobbies, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that one thing that kind of leaned for me to stop playing the drums, which I still have my set, if anyone's listening and wants to buy it. Special, <laughs> price, special price today. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Um, I, I have really had, um, I have a great, amazing wife, and she has been very tolerant of, having the studio in the basement and me spending a lot of time, but I've definitely had some discussions with her about um, being intentional coming down here and not just like, you know, my man cave and sit on the computer and BS. I try to try to, um, excuse me. I've tried a specific nights to go down and pound stuff out. Like Mondays are my night typically to, to get stuff done. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know what I'd be doing. I'd probably have another hobby and probably loop Ben into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> now, I'm going to get uh, techie here, if you don't mind. I want to talk about, for people out there that are going, well, I could make a better podcast than the one this guy's doing. Maybe, but it's not that easy. There's a lot that goes into it. So, I remember... Um, Jason saying, hey, you should do a podcast. And I was like, okay. Um, I started looking into what you had to do to actually 
just have one, put one out. And I immediately just shut down. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And Jason was like, fine, you can do it at my house. <laughs> um, so, but if you don't have a Jason in your life, um, what is like square one? You've got an idea. Now, what do you do to start making that a reality? Um, like step one is what do you think, Jason? Oh, man. And this is something that I've been dabbling in a little bit, too, is trying to create like um, a list of things to do as I've helped a couple of people, but um, haven't really wrote a ton down. But uh, for people that definitely are interested and want a complete low budget, you can do it with your iPhone and iPhone headphones and use Anchor. I mean, Anchor is a, a podcasting host that uh, I don't super recommend as far as um long term because there's been some rumors that they own your content and blah 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 but i think it's oh. great for people to start out um and i know buzzsprout is a good one for that too um you don't have to pay anything and anchor super cheap uh too and it's just like if you're gonna want to just try and see because you know you know our hosting platform is 20 dollars a month so it's it's there's some costs involved with that but you can start it out as little as an iphone and iphone headphones honestly the iphone headphones are one of the best microphones out there i mean for far yeah. as like low budget where you didn't have to right. spend anything um i know I'm, I'm not really answering your question but what was your original well no question? that is that i mean that that's probably beyond any kind of like logos or anything that you would use for any kind of marketing purposes with something like that that was a big sticking point for me and ben You've got uh, your own show, too. Do you use a different um, hosting site for that than you do for threads? I do. Uh, currently, I use Buzzsprout just because it's free. Okay. And um, the only downside is after 90 days, your episodes disappear. But it's fine. I don't have a whole lot of episodes, so I'm not terribly worried about that. And I still have the hard copy files on my computer. So Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was surprised that they're not, you know, they don't all come from a cookie cutter and they're just the same thing with a different name. One will give you stats that say what state people came from. Some will say what markets people came from. And some will even tell you like specifically what town people are listening from, right? Yes. Yep. And that's all just a matter of how much you want to pay or, you know, what what the different sites offer is that am I getting that about right, Jason? Yeah. I mean, Chris and I went round and round about hosting sites, um, not round around like arguing, but we kind of went back and forth. I mean, I really wanted to use Buzzsprout and then we looked at the, the money wise, it was the most expensive one out there to get the amount of, you know, record hours that you wanted. Like, like Chris said, each of them, some of them have, you know, you get two hours a month. Some it's unlimited, and 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 we finally, I think we uh, settled on Podbean for Chris. Mm. Um, yep. Wasn't super uh, obsessed with the stats, but wanted more time, and they were actually the most affordable one. Um, but I did like Buzzsprout. Um, I just, you know, for what you for twenty, it was going to be like twenty dollars a month, and you got like three hours of record time a month, and I was like, that's stupid, like. You're paying yeah. 20 bucks. You should have unlimited bandwidth, you know, but that was just my opinion on it. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, unless you're going to do super short episodes, but each one that I've done so far has been just over an hour. Right. So, I mean, yeah, right now, like almost right now at this mark, 
I would be out of time for the month. <laughs> yeah, and you can get more time, but they would charge you more. And I'm like, you yeah, know, yeah. if you're on a budget and you don't, I mean, why spend extra if you don't have to? So that's that's why we kind of settled on Podbean, which was the most affordable. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I mean, but for different shows, you guys, how many, how many different hosting, is that what they're called, hosting sites? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many different hosting sites do you guys have between the two of you? Because GR Rideshare is... Libsyn. Libsyn. Mm-hmm. Threads is... Podbean. Podbean. I'm Podbean. Ben is Buzzsprout. Root of all Ben is Buzzsprout. And then the other my, one that you produce, is that what, what's that one, Jason? The Dad Up podcast. That's Libsyn. Um, that's on Libsyn also? And, and that's how I presented it. If you want the best stats ever, go to Wood Libsyn. I don't know why yeah. they have the advantage, but... Um, um, although Buzzsprout does pretty good too. Um, Buzzsprout mm-hmm. was interesting. It would label the actual city, which I really kind of liked. It was kind of just mm-hmm. the nerd part of it. Like, oh, somebody in like some podunk town in Idaho. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like that Somebody would, in Butte, Montana. Right. Like that would be cool to know that, but I wasn't willing to spend more money just to get that. Right. So, How did you decide on... Um... Oh, no, you just said that. Never mind, never mind. Well, the Lipson, the reason I pushed on, uh, we went on Lipson, they give you the stats for the top 200 radio markets in the country. So not that we're radio, but that's how they base it on. And right. Grand Rapids is one of the top 200, and we wanted to market our podcast to sponsors in the Grand Rapids area uh, for mm. the rideshare one. So we're like, we need to know our stats in Grand Rapids or Detroit or at least Michigan. Um, which with, with Podbean, you got Michigan, but we wanted to yeah. s- go to a sponsor and say, hey, Auto Shop, you know, yep. we get this many downloads in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Do you want a part of this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if I grow this thing to a point that I can say like, hey, I think I could make a little bit of money or get, you know, whatever from a sponsor, that would probably be what I would bump up to next. But like for now, just trying to grow it. I'm happy seeing just what state people are coming from. Yeah, and just about. Just, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, just to throw it out there, it you can switch hosts. Um, it can be a little challenging. We switched from Podbean to Lipson, and it was great. It was pretty seamless. I kept my Podbean open for a while. One thing I failed to do, though, and I'll yeah. just throw that out there as a mistake, um, is I forgot to just do a little episode to my Podbean listeners because so. Maybe Ben can speak of this. I don't really know. Like, Lipson doesn't have their own app, which is super weird. Like, Podbean has their own app. Like, you can listen on the Podbean app to mm-hmm. the Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered, and mm-hmm. same for GR. But what I didn't do is when I switched, people that were getting the feed just directly from Podbean all of a sudden just shut off. Like, I never talked about it because I once I canceled my membership, you know, the feed stops. They're not going to spend bandwidth. So yeah, you didn't have that idea ahead of time to go hey in 30 days we're gonna move yeah i should have i should have done that and uh that was a super fail on my part so yeah well Well, none of us really even thought of that or considered it when we were making the move right yeah uh i i take the blame because i should have known i'm the one that made the switch but yeah if y'all are gonna switch out there make sure your last episode (laughs) and always keep your other platform open for a while so everything redirects but if you know Mm. if you're on podbean a lot of we had you know i don't know 40 or 50 followers on podbean for gr and i just left them in the lurch i mean i'm sure if they really wanted to listen they could find it again but um, yeah i that was kind of a kind of a dumb move on my part 
Um, so when it comes to, oh shoot, what was I going to say? How was I going to say that? With the different, nah, forget it. Okay. Um, did you guys have any help? Like I say that you guys collectively and especially Jason, when we're in the studio together and he's saying, e, don't do this, do that. Did you guys have um, an early mentor that kind of said, hey, try doing this this way? Or did, was it all trial and error? It was a lot of trial and error to start for sure. And still is to this day. I mean, we just learned by doing. But mm -hmm. um, we did have a couple of people that um, Jason knew. And, and then I had a guy that I knew. And so we reached out to both of them. And uh, they're both audio engineers of some sort. So uh, they were able to give mainly Jason some tips and tricks. And Jason's been really good about passing those along. So, yeah, because, yeah. again, the studio's at his house. Right. So. Right. Yeah, I think the those guys helped on the audio portion. And that's uh, another sidebar. If you're going to create a podcast, the number one thing that I turn a podcast off for is shitty audio. And just as and maybe Chris on the intro, you should tell people that during for COVID-19, we're all remote. So the audio is like I've been trying to tell people that that it's not been the greatest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, I didn't say that on my last one, but I, you know, when I was putting it out on social media, I let everybody know this yeah. is the first time in the quarantine era and we're all doing it from home. Yeah. So but that's the number one thing that I'll turn a podcast off is is audio. And so. Like I said, Ben had a guy from his church I reached out to. So that was the the struggle. Now, as far as like podcasting, we did not have a mentor. It was all nope. trial and error. Mm -hmm. um, and and there's a there's a ton of way to skin a cat. That's the saying that they say. I don't know why they say it. That's terrible because who would yeah. skin a cat? Let's say like or shoot two birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't shoot stones either. Like all these dumb sayings <laughs> in 2020 don't work. But you know when That's why I told Chris. I was like, um, "Hey, Chris, there's many ways you can do this. This is how I do it. This is how I think it's the best. But you can do many different ways." Um, so, what was the original question? Speaking of ADD, A mentor. Oh, mentor. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't. Um, and one thing oh, we, we did Facebook. What's that? We had Facebook, like there were several groups. Yeah, the podcast movement community is great. Um, you know, there's not a lot of snark on there. It's so kind of enlightening to be in a group that people aren't a-holes. Uh, there yeah. is on occasion, but um, I try to be helpful. Like, what can I do to help? This is, you know, I've messaged people from that group and say, I've, I have like this new board that we have is, is about six months old forever i mean not just ours is six yeah. months old but since it's been out and so like i mess with somebody i'm like hey i'll help you as much as i can so um yeah but nobody specifically so yeah. um but i enjoy helping people <laughs> yes for uh the one of the hosts on the rideshare podcast says you need to stop helping people for free i'm like yes yeah, true it's time to create a business yeah once once you become good enough at it yeah it's it's kind of as nice as it, is, as it is to help people, it's it's worth something to be able to do that too. I can basically save somebody the the six months that Ben and I, because um, the second he started hosting, him and I were like, okay, we're we need to do this together. So it wasn't just me. I bounced a ton of stuff off Ben too, and he gave me ideas. But Ben, you know, Ben and I struggled for six months. I can save you all those six months of 
of struggle within like 30 minutes of speaking with you. Yeah. Oh, yep. 100%. Because, um, Ben, when I was trying to first get everything set up, like, and I guess step two would be once you've got a pod, uh, podcast hosting site, is then to go and set up accounts with all the other mediums. Um, <clears throat> when, when Jason said, okay, you're on Podbean, that's great. Now we have to actually go and establish the show on Apple Podcasts, on Google. He was saying, watch this. This took me like 10 hours to figure all this out, and we're going to get it done in 45 minutes. <laughs> yep. So true. Yeah, and that was something. I, did. I just thought that once you signed up for Podbean, you just said, publish this episode, and it just sent it everywhere immediately for you. Um, I don't know. Do any of the hosting sites do that, or do you have to kind of manually set that up? Buzzsprout makes it a lot easier. So you can just with a few clicks of the mouse, yeah, you can submit everything to Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, all that. I have so. to disagree a little bit. You can't just do that with Apple. Apple is tricky. Uh, it doesn't matter what hosting site you have. You have to have a Podcast Connect account. But Buzzsprout, as far as the host that we've all dealt with, has been said has been the easiest. Um, like, uh, it's not been. I think Podbean has added like Spotify and stuff like that. But I wish all those hostings would do, except Apple. They're they're a bunch of pricks. You know, you gotta. Yep. You know, you gotta but, jump through a couple more hoops, and I get it. But um, but yeah. Yeah. they can afford to be though, because I mean, my my show has way less downloads than your guys' shows, but um it's just about like 49% of all my downloads come from Apple. Yeah. I don't know if it's the similar with you guys. Yeah. It's definitely heavy. I don't know if it's, you know, to that point, but yeah, it's but, uh, Apple is the king of, of podcasting. So um, you definitely, you definitely have to get, <clears throat> geez, excuse me. You definitely have to get on Apple. If you don't get on Apple and you want to grow your show, then uh, you're doing it. Right. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. And Apple, I had a weird experience with Apple that even made Jason go, I don't know, what man. happened? Because <laughs> I, it was the cover art for um, uh, the show, the, the, the thumbnail art. <clears throat> I had tried to convert it from a JPEG to a PNG or vice versa, but like the conversion got messed up. So it said PNG when it was actually a JPEG. No. So all the other places were like, okay, that's fine. And then Apple kicks it back and goes, um, we can't accept your podcast. It could be for one of these reasons. And then it started listing things like uh, racial slurs, um, uh, incent or not incentivizing violence, some stuff like that. I was like, wait a minute. My show doesn't do any of that. It's about creative people. So then, you know, after about a, what was it, a week, finally somebody emailed me back after I had reached out. And they're like, oh, it's because this file has the mislabeled the picture. How would you even ever know that? Like you could yeah, run right? months with not figuring it out. That's yeah. crazy. So just so, to go back on the stats for Apple, for us, it's thirty-four percent Apple Podcasts, ten percent Castbox, eight percent Podbean app, and seven percent Chrome. That's the top four. Okay, that, that's on Threads. So really, just, I show forty-one percent Apple. 10% watch OS. Hey, um, I, yeah, you're doing just March. You didn't change it to oh. the last 24 months. Oh, you're so smart. Yeah, I am so smart. You were both right. We See, are both right. It's, it's 
communication is a beautiful thing. I'm hey, Chris, don't be jealous. It. We have four downloads in Russia, so suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to get a download in Greenland, but that's been just nothing. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll become an, another state soon. I don't know. Is that, wait, was that Greenland that Trump wanted to buy? I don't, I know. don't know. I can't remember. And it has nothing to do with podcasting. Um, but it was shiny and I got distracted. Uh, okay. So assuming somebody has kind of got their stuff together, they've got art, they've got um, a hosting site, and then they've uh, got all these different outlets lined up, then uh, talk just real quick gear. I can see both of you guys have the same headphones. Uh, do you guys have the same mics too at your different locations? Yeah, that's the Behringer. Um, it's a $20 mic. Um, I've gone round and round with Ben a little bit. We want to upgrade our mics, but you know what? The one, man, the one I want is 400 bucks. Woo! Yeah, and you don't need that. Is it going to improve the audio? Oh, hell yeah. Is it going to be dramatic? No. Um, you definitely, there are some tools out there that you can improve your audio with some, uh, one site called Alphonic has been a lifesaver for us. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. you get two hours free a month per email address. We Wait, both say, say that one again. Alphonic. How do you spell that? Go Ben. A U. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, oh, like audio A U and then oh. phonic. Okay. 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 H O N I C. I gotcha. Yeah. Right, sorry. Go ahead with. No, it's just it, it automatic levels stuff out. Um, it reduces hum. Um, it 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 sets your podcast. And Chris, I send your copy with this already done. So, um, uh-huh. it sets it to sets it to sixteen LUFS. I don't know what LUFS stand for. It's L U F S. But that's the podcasting standard for level and sound, so that you know when you're listening it to on your in your car or in your headphones it's the same level every time and i god there's podcasts i listen to that i'm like every freaking episode i have to adjust the volume dude i know exactly what you're talking about and it kills me because it's i think it's the similar problem on netflix have you guys ever watched a movie on netflix and the volume of the voices is right here, and then all of a sudden the music comes on, and it's and it like blows your ears right off your head. In fact, yeah. we started watching uh, Megan and I because we have Disney Plus, the Marvel comic series, starting from the Ooh. beginning, going through, and we watched the first one, which is Captain America. And hundred percent, Chris, the voices were so quiet. I was adjusting the volume, then there would be a fight scene. I'm like, good lord. <laughs> So, you know, and apparently, well, uh, I, I will have to probably end up doing this um, interview remotely now, but uh, I was going to have somebody in studio this summer who works in the movie industry. And he said, it's not even hard to fix it. It's just a matter of like them not wanting to go back and redo it for Netflix. Okay. I, well, you're spending like, a billion yeah, it's, dollars it's on the simple. film. I mean, what are we yeah. doing here? Uh, so I don't know. I'm gonna make a note to ask him about that too because that kills me when you're the the audio levels are just crazy off like that. Um, okay, so you can get a microphone, twenty bucks. Yeah, uh, and then well, you can use either... or even just do it into your phone. But if you wanted to have a little bit more of a pro style setup like you guys have, 
Yeah, I mean, it, we don't have a ton of money in it. I mean, Ben, what did that mixer cost that you have? I know I ended up – honestly, I the mixer you have, I paid for out of pocket, and, like, literally no one paid for it but me. It's a long story, but anyways, what is that, like 120 bucks, Something like that, yeah. Um, so it's not super expensive. For less than 200 bucks, you can be in business and have a little bit better audio. Um you know, not I'm not going to try to get in the weeds too much, but, you know, the box that we have or the, the mixer we have now is $400. It actually records, records per channel, which can be nice because especially if someone's audio and you're doing it remotely is super shitty, you can kind of yeah. just clean up theirs a little bit instead of applying that that feature or that editing to everyone. So, yeah. you know, the mixer that Ben has is just a one channel. It's like everyone that's on it, even though he, he can plug four people in mm -hmm. um they're all on one channel if that makes sense yep yep i think that makes sense but i don't have a mixer so i'm just gonna take your word for it <laughs> i know i'm trying not to get too far in the weeds of like uh i don't give a shit what you if your listeners are listening well, like, i don't care no no no. because I'm, I'm sure that there are some people that are go yeah i i'm with chris i don't know what he's talking about but some people go oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know there's there's a lot of techie, uh, I don't want to say nerds, but, you know, nerds in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Nerds like they're passionate about it, nerds. Um, right. I love nerds. Actually, now I'm thinking about the candy. Um, so, okay, mics, mixtures, headphones. Uh, I've got, you know, a, a set of ear-covering headphones that have a mic built in, but um, headphones, have you guys noticed, like, a huge difference? Because you guys... I've got these black and red trimmed headphones. What are what are those? They were an Amazon special, um, really? and we uh, what are they? Mpow, yeah. uh, some you know knockoff uh, brand, but uh, they work really well, and uh, they have Bluetooth. So um, if you're not podcasting, you can use them to just listen to music or whatever. Um, they're inexpensive and but they have high quality audio so i was yeah. gonna ask you if they make them specifically for people that do things in you know not necessarily like podcasting but like audio visual realm or are they like game headphones or are they they're just general headphones uh they okay. do make specific ones um sony and audio technic technica technica audio i don't know um but um i don't think headphones are that big of a deal um, just get ones that are completely enclosed. I know they have headphones that you can kind of hear out the back a little bit. Uh -huh. Um, and so speaking of my ear itches, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, $40 is what we paid for them. I don't use them other than podcasting, but yeah, like Ben said, they are Bluetooth and they're really good. If you listen on, um, your phone to music, they're really bassy and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> So, yeah, I want to go back to the mics real quick. Yeah, uh, there's a condenser mic and a dynamic mic. The ones we use are condensers and are probably have a better. Um, I don't know. I disagree a little bit, but have more of a rich sound. But it's you have to have a good environment for a condenser mic. So um, a dynamic mic, you really got to get right up on the mic really close, but it also reduces the sound that's around it. So it doesn't pick that up. These condenser mics, like 
I don't know if you guys heard my dog bark earlier. Um, nah. Yeah, but um, it would pick that up if I didn't have a do my door closed. It probably would pick that up. So just throwing that out there. Um, I want to get into some dynamic mics, um, but, you know, it's everyone's opinion. If you have a, a room, which I have a really good room. Um, I have carpet down here. I have a very low ceiling, so it's not very echoey at all. But when, mm -hmm. if you listen to the GR, the first one I did and the second one that Ben and I did, we did in this stupid, like, ghetto in between laundry room and um, uh, whatever, a living space. And it was terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So back to the headphones. Simple headphones are fine. You can use earbuds. Yeah. Yeah, well, even like Bill Burr's podcast, somebody told me when he first started it, he just had a phone and some, some. Yeah, you, know, you can do iPhone all that. Phone. Like it's it's all what you want to do. I wanted to create a more studio atmosphere, but hell, dude, you can do it on your iPhone and and you can have a podcast up on Anchor in ten minutes. You could do a five minute podcast, and five minutes later, you could have it live. Hmm. So. There's definitely uh, simpler ways to do it and more complicated complicated ways to do it. But, um, you know, the reason we kind of upgraded the board, it has, you know, I can play music, I can play drops, you know, right live <laughs> and stuff. Uh, I can play our intro. And, and so it's, it's, it's definitely, like Ben and I have said, it's caused more challenges, uh, but in the long run, it's worth it. So, yeah. All right. Well, besides a mic, mixer, headphones, that's pretty much everything you need at least to start, right? Yeah. Um, well, computer helps. Um, <clears throat> but as far as like once you've got it, you've started recording stuff, you're putting it out there. Ben, do you have uh, advice for people for for marketing? Like, obviously, you need to be on social media, but like, what what do you guys do to try to stand out from the crowd, marketing wise? Yeah, uh, we use um, Hootsuite is what the platform is called. And the nice thing about that is it posts to multiple social media channels at once. So instead of having to go in and create posts on Facebook and then go create posts on LinkedIn and then not LinkedIn, uh, Twitter yeah. uh, and Instagram and all these other ones, Hootsuite does it all at once. So, um, so that's definitely an advantage because it does take time to create content mm -hmm. and um it also takes a lot of creative energy obviously so to have a place like hootsuite where you can go and um you know market it and put it up to multiple platforms is really helpful yeah and and i gotta say on that the reason that is important um and jason has been uh very helpful in this i i hope you realize that I appreciate all the help when you send something and go, Hey, Dick, you totally messed up the Facebook post. You got to put this, this, and this in there. I don't um, say Dick. <laughs> no, I'm probably, that's probably nicer than what you would say. Um, but Ooh. no, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, like if you just try to post everything from like Facebook and well, like on my uh, website, I can post something and just like click buttons and it'll automatically put it on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram for me. But then like the links don't always show up or like you'll have the at for their Instagram and it pops up on there, but then it doesn't make sense when it crosses over to something else. All these just little quirky 
techie differences between the different um, platforms. Yeah, um, Hootsuite does a pretty good job of, you know, specific. You It basically sends it out. Um, say, I think what issue you're having on Instagram is you're using your Instagram and face like you're posting once on Instagram and then asking yeah. it to post to Facebook. And then they're mm -hmm. even though they're the same company or they're owned by the same company, they don't quite communicate well. But that's where right. Hootsuite drops in because it, 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 it will tell you what parameters or things you need specific for each account like instagram obviously the kind of picture sometimes i'll post a picture and i'll be like oh, son of a bitch you yeah. know it'll it'll edit it for you you can go in there it'll say edit it and you can try to edit it and so that's where hootsuite comes in it can be a little finicky with links too i know ben and i have both struggled on that i prefer not to use hootsuite when i'm posting an episode because i have not been a huge fan of that but if we're just posting a picture it's great or a link uh, in regards to, um, you know, whatever we're talking about, some news article, it seems to be okay. But for some reason, I don't know, the podcast, I don't know. I just do it individually when I do, when we're like posting an episode. Yeah. Um, and then, the, yeah, the marketing part of it, I mean, we don't really, I mean, Ben and I spend $50 a month in advertising. Right now, we actually have billboards around Grand Rapids. So, really? Uh, yeah. Mm hmm. I, I'm a stay-at-home dad, and I have kids, so I don't leave the yeah, house. Yeah, speaking of that, Ben, we should probably <laughs> shut that shit down until everyone goes back to work. Right. Nobody's going to be driving <laughs> Let's to go see back it. to Zane uh, for, for, the 50, <laughs> for the next month. I think we need yeah. to do that. Um, but as far as, like, like I talked to at the beginning of the podcast, you know, the Facebook groups, make sure you have your niche. You know, if you're, if you're a podcast about parenting, you know, you got your niche, right? You can find – I mean, a lot of the groups don't let you post links, but – you can connect yeah. with people, but as far as budget uh, for marketing, um, your best free way to do it is get on other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, that's the I would say that's the cheapest, best way to grow your show is get on other people's podcasts. Yes. Yeah, I need to. Well. How, how have you guys in the past, because I know that there's ways that you can do it paid and otherwise to get on people's podcasts. Um, what what would you recommend to somebody if somebody said, hey, man, how do I how do I do this? Just like Google podcasts in this area and then reach out or there's online directories that you can find uh, via Google and anything else. Uh, we used one and um, my initial question was, are these people expecting some form of compensation and right. uh, nobody brought it up. So um, everybody that we've interviewed on our show has been free and we've had some really good ones and we've had some that are just kind of like, yeah, that was, that was, that was okay. Um, so it's definitely a mixed bag, but uh, there are definitely people out there who want to be on your show and mm -hmm. um, they tend to make their rounds on, many different podcasts for example john sephoric that wrote the wealthy gardener he has a whole page on his website highlighting the podcast that he's been a guest on so um there are absolutely tons and tons of guests that want to be a part of podcasts and they're willing to do it at no cost mm -hmm. just a caveat or that's not the right word to jump to to sidle on with Ben, we used podcastguest.com. And Ben, I actually found this out since I've uh, registered GR and Dad up. 
it actually specifically says uh, if anyone asks for money, this is not it's not allowed through podcastguest.com and you're supposed to report them if they do. So it's definitely a a free thing. Um, So, yeah, I would recommend people if you want, you know, guests on your show, that's the way to do it. And we can do it the other way. We just haven't. We can. There are people where we can go in the directory and say, I want to be on your show. And Ben and I just haven't done that. Uh, we yeah. were just looking for a way to increase content and not just have us talk all the time. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, you know, if one of us gets sick or, you know, COVID-19 and we can just fill in a throw in and, you know, we recorded cheese, Ben, what did we record? Like close to 30. Yeah. Uh, interviews. So we've got that kind of spread out throughout the year. So, yep. Yeah. And that's, Ooh, Shoot, I didn't think about that, and that's a big tip that both of you guys have given me, which up till now, I'm not doing great at. Um, but recording a lot and then just releasing them over time because, I mean, you know, not everybody is Joe Rogan and has every amazing person just banging on their door, hey, let right. me in, and I'll record a show every day. Um, so, yeah, I've heard that from you guys and from the online podcast movement group, um, just record as many as you can, even if it means like giving up one day out of the month, just then you don't have to do anything again for, you know, a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are there any other tips, tricks, things that you guys kind of found out the hard way that are on the top of your head that uh, you want to throw out there? Well, one of the, for anything. Yeah. One of the big things you didn't bring up is editing. Um, That's a huge Mm -hmm. part of podcasting and, it's the hardest part of podcasting. Um, we use Audacity, which is free. It's a free download. Right now on Mac, it's a little tricky. Uh, the new the new Mac update broke Audacity, yep. and it's and it's it's open source, and so no one does it. Whoever's working on it does it. I don't know if they do it for free or donations or or what it yeah, is. Um, but uh, it's for Windows and Mac, and um, yeah, there's a couple of ways you can do editing. Um, I'm going to let Ben touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I have really come to enjoy editing. And for the majority of our episodes, probably up until episode 60, um, Jason and I just alternated who would edit. We would Mm. take turns. But um, when I stepped away from the GR Rideshare podcast, I had some time freed up. And, uh, you know, I started getting into the weeds on editing and really looking into things like noise gates and... Uh, full transparency. Sometimes I have a nose whistle. I have allergies, and uh, generally, it's the new soundboard that Jason has in his studio. It's so high quality that it picks up that noise from my nose, and mm-hmm. it's so obnoxious. Um, but anyway, so that was what really kind of stirred the pot for me: is how can I fix this without making the rest of the audio sound like trash? So I would just spend hours, literal hours, just getting into the nitty gritty of it, uh, looking at the various um, decibel graph levels, looking at the spectrogram and all these other nerdy things about Mm -hmm. audio and just loved it. So recently I just told Jason, you know, until further notice, I'll just plan on editing. I've kind of found a rhythm and, you know, found some tricks um, to kind of help the process along and to me it's fun yes it's definitely it takes a lot of time 
I would say for our episodes of Threads, I usually put at least two hours into editing for each episode, sometimes more, sometimes less, but lately it's been more, Um, especially with remote recordings, you know, having several different files to work with and trying to find the one that kind of sounds the best. There's so many little things that go into the editing process that uh, really can consume your time, but uh, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, just to well, to piggyback on that, um, some of that time spent is waiting for things to process. So don't think that. I mean, for you, shut up. <laughs> um, I don't have a lot of RAM in my computer, but uh, anyways, that's uh, that's a, for another day. But um, there's people that painstakingly take the ums out, take the ugh. pauses out, take the whatever out. Um, I will actually. On my intros, I will actually take I take the ums out, and I'll if I have a long pause, I will take them out because it's like two minutes. But it, can you imagine yeah. this podcast? We're at an hour and fourteen minutes. If we took every um out and every long pause, I mean that would take you two hours alone. Yeah. And I just I'm not willing to spend the time, and I don't. We don't want to overproduce our things because I like listening to podcasts where I mean. I know Bill Burr gets a a bad rap with that because he's yelling at his kids sometimes and everything. (laughs) I don't listen to his podcast, but I've heard people say that. Oh, I've heard it before where he's like, what? Sorry, my kid needs something. Yeah, and I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, not to an extent where it's happening every 10 minutes of the podcast, but if a dog barks or he, you know, a cat jumps up in front of the camera, that's funny shit. Like, I, I enjoy that. And so I have, you know listen to podcasts where they're too NPR ish and not that NP they do great job, but I mean, it, you can, Hell yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's super produced, like NPR too, yeah. you know, and then there's times where I wish, you know, if you've ever listened to the dad up podcast, he goes, we'll be back. And he, you know, plays a little jingle down and then a little jingle back in. And we don't do that either. Um, but I kind of do like that a little bit. So it's, it's yeah. kind of what you want to do. I will tell you if you edit all that stuff out, you're five or six hours of editing mm, easily easily and your show is probably a lot shorter too yeah <laughs> well if you say um a lot or so or interesting um all those words to kind of carry over that's one word i've tried to work on is tra- stop saying so just yeah. saying what it is like you know yeah because i like it when you do it though because then you go a little bit mickey mouse you go so oh i have if you, I haven't gotten excited on this podcast, but if I start laughing and like someone's made me laugh and I start talking or get excited, it goes super Mickey Mouse for this deep voice. It goes real high. Well, I think the first time you and I ever hung out was, did you put together that street party? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That neighborhood street party. And we were hanging out and somebody put on, I can't remember what song it was. It was some eighties metal song. And I was like, hey. And you're like, you like that song too? <laughs> <laughs> We're best friends forever. exactly what voice you're talking about. <laughs> uh, that's great. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's uh, Ben and I's piece about the editing. It is super important. I would use Audacity. It's free. We've dabbled in other stuff. There's obviously expensive programs. Reaper is coming up as a really good alternative. Um to audacity it's 60 dollars. i mean it's super cheap but man i've 
I downloaded it and started playing around with it, and it is, I, it's gonna, it's a big learning curve. So, yeah, well, and that seems like the thing to me. I'm so glad that I know you guys because you guys have all this experience, and then Jason does the, you know, the the, the simple cutting. We don't do too much editing besides like merging the intro into the show. Um, but yeah, I, I can only imagine that. Once you get started on that, it's just a rabbit hole, and you're like, oh, you can do this, and that, and this, and then you can buy that to add to this? Yeah, I mean, it it all depends how picky you want to be. You know, it's your editing can be easier if you set up your equipment correctly. Your editing can be easier. What do you you mean? Well, if, I mean, there's people that record in a closet. You know what I mean? Like that's a great yeah. place to do it because it's got good sound and you're not going to have to do a lot of processing on your editing because the the sound ain't bouncing off the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it all depends. I mean, honestly, a closet with a bunch of clothes around you is the best place to record. Huh. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a joke about people who have a shitty setup or something. No. <laughs> no. I mean, if we didn't live stream our stuff and I didn't have this equipment set up, I probably, I mean... There's people that put blankets up all around their room um, yeah. to hang them on the wall. I mean, anything to deaden the sound is the is is there is no shame in your game. You're most people like we we concentrate on the live stream for GR um, because we have a lot of interaction. But 95 percent of the people listen audio only. Yeah. So, have you guys thought about changing anything that you do with the the video streaming since? Like you said, so much of it is just audio driven or do you like the way that it is now? And that's just kind of something that you've got for like the more intimate crowd. Uh, in regards to GR or threads? Or... Well, I guess either really, because, well, you had said about 95% of people for GR rideshare listen rather than watch, right? I mean, I'm throwing that number out there. I haven't, you know, it's hard to look it up. Um... Is it, does, does, do the stats on that change that much between the shows? You know, Facebook doesn't really give you. I mean, you could you could spend some time digging in, but we haven't really dig dug in. Um, yeah. Uh, I noticed with Threads that the it's increasing a little bit um, as far as the live stream goes. Don't you think, Ben? We seem to have more interaction on the live stream. Yeah, it's you know not gonna lie. The people that are interacting are our friends and family, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it, I enjoy. Uh, it's it's two different animals. The rideshare one, I actually don't do anything um, with comments because I get too distracted. <laughs> um, so I'm doing so much that I've told everyone else, like I'm done. I can't. Do, I enjoy it. I love looking at the feedback and laughing. Yeah, but I can't. But um, we get a lot of questions on, and we'll get new uh, listeners on there. So it's always it's a good way for us to market ourselves too. And again, talking about rideshare groups, I share the live stream in about forty different Facebook groups. Um, and so every episode we pick up uh, a new listener. But like with threads, like we share it on our personal pages, but it's really tough to like, where do we share threads without looking spammy? And I don't know, it's (laughs) tough. It is. But what I have noticed is that our friends and family will engage and comment. And then 
um, their friends and family will see that on Facebook and then they'll be like, what's going on over there? And then they'll end up joining. So, and then another thing that happens is when we have guests on the show, they of course bring with them their own audience. And we've seen it a number of times where, um, where our guests audience sticks around and continues to listen to threads, even though that guest isn't on the show regularly. Yeah, I would definitely recommend if you do a live stream to ask your people that are watching to share it on their Facebook page. And right now, now is the time to do live streams. Like our numbers are going down for listening to podcasts because people aren't commuting, which is fine. It's like whatever. But if you're doing a live stream or you haven't started a live stream and on your podcast, now is the time to do it. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously you got to do it remotely or whatever. But if, if you do it by yourself or maybe just with one other person, live streaming is the way to go because people are bored as hell man they yeah, they, true. they 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 may not stay along but at least they're like oh that was kind of cool and then maybe they'll download it later yeah so all right um <clears throat> i'm gonna ask you guys maybe one more quick round of questions and then i'll let you go because i gotta pee yeah and this is a this has been a long one so um the last thing i want to talk about uh is because this is the area where um well, I don't have a live stream either yet. Um, but the other area where I feel like I'm lacking is really reaching out and um, becoming part of a podcast community. Like I'm on that podcast movement, but mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I have almost nothing to add. And the one time when I did try to help somebody, Jason's like, you haven't even recorded an episode yet. <laughs> Jason's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, I had to jump in there and throw his ass right under the bus. <laughs> Yeah, somebody was asking about soundproofing. I just Googled it and was like, here you go. Did you comment on the thread and say? <laughs> well, nobody knows him. It's not like it's like his friends are seeing that. It's, you know, there's like 30,000 people in that Facebook group. So, well, that's awesome. I know. I had to get after him. Uh, so, yeah, that's something I would say, though, like kind of in closing and homework for myself as well is use social media not just as a place to like, put up a thing that says I did an episode, but to actually like become a community and get better at what you do and learn things. Like right now I learn 98% of the things that I know, which still isn't much from Jason and from you, Ben, because doing, well, let's see. Now I've been on my own show more times than I've been on your show hey. now with this episode. <laughs> so half of my podcasting experience comes from being a guest on your show. So thanks for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, are there certain um, social media platforms that are better than others or certain ways to like kind of filter through the different podcast communities to find one that, um, well, for you guys that, that you liked? You know, as far as engaging with people on social media, is that kind of what you're getting after? Um, like like well, marketing? With, like within a podcasting community, but I guess also, yeah, as reaching out for the show too. Yeah, one thing that I've learned um, is on Facebook, there are two different uh, platforms that you can have for your podcast. You can have a a page, which is where you would promote the page and treat it like a business. And you can also have a group. Um, Jason and I are both in a group. Um, it's basically a fan club for another podcast. And... 
Sometimes I wish that we had something like that for threads, something where our listeners could all gather and talk about things, not necessarily about threads, but, you know, in that group, people just post a lot of funny memes and things that are in line with the humor of the Eric Zane show podcast. And it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's definitely a community formed around the podcast and things get talked about in that group. And it's really cool to see. So I guess if I could do anything different, I would maybe focus more on creating a threads uh, group where listeners could just have a community amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely a need and uh, you need to have the, the page too, because that's how people are going to find you. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the, um, the marketing bar. Yeah. I, I do miss the group, but the pages can get out of control. Um, the one that Ben is talking about specifically uh, started to have to be having a post approved yep. because it was getting too political. And remember when those people are talking, they're talking for, for Zane and it was getting nasty. And like it if was. someone went to search for Zane's show and found some of those posts, Ooh, shit. I'd be like, I don't know if I want to be part of this guy. So you kind of lose control when you do it that group. Now, obviously, threads wouldn't be like that because we're not a podcast that just is zany. You know what I mean? Which is fine. I mean, I would love to do one like that. I'd love to swear every other word, the F word. <laughs> um, but you have, obviously have to have a page, too. You have to be able to promote your stuff and be in you're in control of it. You're moderating it and things yeah. like that. So to go back to answer your question about community, um, as far as finding resources, I use Reddit. Reddit has a lot of great podcasting things, and it's well. Reddit is moderated amazingly. Mm-hmm. You can't get, you can't slip one past the goalie for a promotion. I mean, they they have bots that can get that shit. So it's kind of nice if you're looking just to build um, or to learn about stuff. I can't, uh, I can send you the links to that if you want to put it in the show notes, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. there's a couple that I follow that, um, uh, are great. They're super helpful. I don't think I'll be able to put every link that we've talked about in the show notes. Cause then the show notes would be like a novella, but, um, yeah, yeah. Definitely give me the important ones. I'll, sure. I'll share those. Um, <sighs> well, geez, I'm just about, out of question, yeah. And one thing I will say too, um, for anybody who's listening uh, and thinking about starting a podcast, it's not a bad idea to just have like some questions written down on a piece of paper. So then when you're like, hmm, hmm, then you've got them in front of you. The last podcast that I did was the one that uh, Jason was like, so you've got a lot of uh, verbal crutches, like um and so. And that show was particularly bad because we were doing it remotely like this on uh, on the internet. <clears throat> and I had some notes that I had typed that I wanted to like, and I had had sections of the book and quotes and I was gonna talk about all these things. And then the computer started getting kind of weird. I was like, I better click out of everything else. And then I was trying to remember what questions I had and what things I had highlighted. And I was doing a lot of, uh, uh, so, um, um, just to have just have kind of an outline at least of what you want to talk about is what I would suggest like not even detailed questions but just some things to where if you're like hmm, where should I go next uh, oh I can talk about this 
Yeah, it all depends on what kind of personality you are. I know, Chris, we joked about the ADD, but he's a creative, a little bit of ADD, and, and that can be a struggle. A lot of ADD. You know, what Ben and I have, uh, we've done so many of these, and I think we've, like, especially on the, the, the podcast guests, we got to the point is if you're paying attention to the guest, you should be able to create a question in mm-hmm. your head. Um, we stopped using our, our we have a, we had a spreadsheet of standard questions and we just kind of stopped using it because I'm like, they sound so generic in, in those kind of things. So why, you know, if you're listening to what your guest says and intently listening, you can come mm-hmm. up with your questions. But it takes practice. So but, I was going to say, I was listening and sometimes I was still having trouble. Right. But, so a good yeah. outline is, is, is always good to have. That is very good advice. Yeah. Or at least at least until you've done twice as many of your own episodes as you've guessed it on somebody else's. Right. You know. <laughs> and you also don't know if your guess is just a dullard. I mean, if you yeah. end up getting somebody and we did, Ben and I did get some dullards. It's like, Oh my, like him and I were messaging back and forth. I'm like, oh, I'm struggling. I got, nothing. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's good to have some of those questions just yeah. on the, on the, on the ready if you need to. Yeah. And it's a good experience too, to struggle in anything. Yep. Just makes you that much more ready the next time. Yep. Live and learn. So, and that might be a good place to, to try to wrap this thing up, too. You know, you're going to fail at things, whether it's a podcast or something creative or, you know, being in a relationship with somebody. Don't look at failure as, oh, I screwed up. Look at it as, okay, well, this is a place where I can learn and get better. Yep. And that's what I'm trying to do. What was Speaking that? La- what are we, la- better, what are we I just laughing about? rushed against my microphone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and that's so true. Um, for as I don't know, I don't want to come across as if we are the super polished answer to podcasting because we're not. We are learning everything as we go, and I do stupid shit all the time. Like the other night when Jason and I did our show, I had a green screen behind me and it was failing, so I decided to take it down. But, uh, <laughs> I didn't mute my microphone, so it he, totally. <laughs> oh my god! It was it was like I was just gonna bang on the mic thing, but it would ruin your podcast, Chris. But he's, bang, I mean, not just once, just cooking like he fell down the stairs. I was like, oh my gosh! You can mute your remote. You can mute your own mic. Yeah. And it was hilarious because one of our listeners was like, "Are you taking a poop? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> it was so bad. So. Uh... So just piggybacking off of what you were saying, Chris, um, you know, just get started. You're going to fail. It's okay. You're going to fail. You're going to pick yourself back up and you're going to keep going and you're going to keep learning. We learn by failing. And, uh, you know, that's the thing about failure is if you learn from it, it's really not a failure at all. Right. hundred percent. Yep. A failure is only a failure if you keep repeating it. Something to that effect. Can't remember the quote. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah. Well, Jason Teary and Ben Crocker. Hey, there you go. Did I say both names right? You did. Yes. I'm teary-eyed. See what I did there? <laughs> yes. Um. Well, Jason, Ben, uh, thank you uh, for all the help you've given me, having me on your show and promoting uh, promoting my show on, on yours uh, and for coming on and talking uh talking the the ins and outs of podcasting and you know like i said i i appreciate what you guys do uh if it feels weird being put on a pedestal like these are the experts 
I'm not trying to do that, but like you guys have definitely done enough uh, and have enough experience that you could help out uh, poor suckers like me. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say if anyone's listening that wants some help, um, you know, feel free. You can email Chris and he can forward it to me or whatever. <laughs> um, I'm happy to do it. I, I yeah. enjoy it. I thrive on it. I could talk podcasting for six hours. Um, I'm not as obsessed as Ben is, um, but that's okay. You know, everyone has their, you know, their thing. And in the last couple of years, it's been podcasting. So I, I yeah. definitely am, am able to help uh, and want to help if, if anyone needs it. So, and thanks for having Sweet. us on, Chris. This has been fun. Yeah, this has been yeah, fun. Yeah, thank you guys. It's always fun to be a guest on somebody else's. Yes. Right? Take some of the pressure off. Yes, I love that. It's my favorite. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, uh, check out Threads Podcast, Life Unfiltered, wherever you get podcasts. Check out GR Rideshare Adventures and The Root of All Ben. Um, and you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there because they record with the with uh, Jason out of the same studio when we're in the studio. Listen to the Dad Up Podcast. Um Am I missing any? Is, nope, is I that, think you got it. That's everybody's? Yeah. Okay. There you go. And, uh, this is Creative Ops. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>